22 Elo, Chavbet Elo, Tzadik, his conversations, 598. Once we were with him just before supper time. The Rebbe wanted to eat with us. I myself had not yet said the evening prayer, and I was about to go and pray. The Rebbe saw me and said, What's this? They said, He hasn't yet prayed the evening service. The Rebbe then said, How can we wait for him till after his prayers? Who knows what will become of him through his prayers? One should give himself heart and soul to his prayers, so who knows what might become of him? Understand this. We should pray with such complete submission and self-abnegation that something completely new and different will come about through the prayer. 599. Once he said to me, This you don't know, that when the Bredich of Arab says, The Creator, fire flashes forth from his eyes. The Rebbe emphasized the words, the Creator, and said them with awe and fear, and the words resounded as they came from his holy mouth. 600. I heard that someone once told him he had seen fire in a dream. The Rebbe said, and how did you interpret it? The man said his interpretation was that the fair would go well for him today and he would make money. You are right, said the Rebbe, because fire, esh, alludes to money. The letters of the word kesef, silver, or money, when spelled out in full, have the gematria of esh. 601. The Rebbe was speaking to someone about a well-known tzaddik. The man the Rebbe was speaking to was praising this tzaddik, saying he had broken all his desires, i.e. eating and drinking. The Rebbe asked, But where is he holding with the desire of lust? Who knows, the man replied. But the truth is, the Rebbe said, that the main thing is this desire and this alone. The others may be easy to break, but the essential level of the tzaddik lies in the degree to which he sanctifies himself in this desire and succeeds in breaking it. Rabbi Nachman's wisdom, his wisdom, 308. What difference does it really make? If the world were really poorer now than before, that would be all the more reason to flee to God and involve yourself in Torah and devotion. If there is suffering and trouble in the world, the only place to escape is to God and His Torah. It is written, Man is born to struggle, Job 5.7. The Midrash comments, Man is born to struggle, fortunate is he who struggles with the Torah. See Sanhedrin 99b. Whether you are rich or poor, your life will be filled with toil and frustration. Man's lot is suffering and pain, as it is written, for all his days are painful and vexatious. Ecclesiastes 2.23 In the Holy Shalah, we find the verse, Ein rega below pega, Ein sha'a below ra'a, Ein yom below vereses ve'ayom. There is no moment without its torment. There is no hour that is not sour. There is no day without dismay. Fortunate is the one who flees from the struggle of this troublesome world for the toil of Torah. He will be happy and prosperous, happy in this world and prosperous in the world to come. Avot 6.4 Brachot 8a The person who says the former times were better than these and worries and is constantly anxious about his finances accomplishes nothing. His attitude causes him to struggle more and more to earn a living and waste his days in worry and vexation. 
This foolishness keeps him from Torah and prayer. And regarding his end, it is written, He takes away nothing for his effort. Ecclesiastes 5.14 It is also written, For in vanity he comes, and in darkness he leaves. Ecclesiastes 6.4 If you have eyes to see and a heart to understand, you will perceive that the past had as much suffering and troubles as the present. Look in books written hundreds of years ago, and you will find that their authors also suffered from poverty and endured the most difficult struggles just to earn a livelihood. This did not deter them, and they still wrote many holy the books. The Book, Prayer, A, 37. Whatever you need, whether major or minor, pray for it. 38. Come early and stay late in the synagogue so that you will live long. 39. One who is capable of requesting mercy for a fellow Jew but does not is called a sinner. 40. When a person answers nature's call, washes his hands, dons tefillin, and recites the Shema and prays, it is tantamount to having built an altar and brought a sacrifice on it. It is also as if he immersed in a mikvah. 41. Whoever avoids speaking of holy things in an unclean place will be rewarded with long life. 42. Prayer is even greater than good deeds and sacrifices. 43. Torah study, good deeds, prayer, and engaging in worldly matters all require encouragement. 44. Pray only in a place that has windows. Kitzur Likutei Moharan 2, lesson number 75. 1. Merely looking at the faces of tzaddikim is a very great thing. While it is certainly even better when a person merits to speak with him, just looking at the tzaddik's face is an excellent thing and is very beneficial for attaining holiness. Lesson number 76. 1. Even someone who wanders from place to place and who sometimes comes to places that are very far from the service of God, such as the houses of wicked people or even the houses of Gentiles, Nevertheless, as a Jew, he has the power to elevate and to raise up all of these places to God. Therefore, it is incumbent on such a person to do his part and to draw himself toward God however he can, wherever he may be. Lesson number 77 1. Every Jew, even a great tzaddik, must inevitably experience some pain or suffering every day. And the greater a person's knowledge the greater the pain he has to experience. However, through eating in holiness and with fear of heaven, this pain is thereby mitigated so that it does not overpower him, God forbid. 2. When a person eats in holiness and with fear of heaven, his mouth thereby enters the category of the stature of man, and in reward for this he can merit an even higher level of having the divine presence speak from within his throat. But when a person does not eat in holiness... Then his mouth, which is eating, then enters the category of animal, and he is exactly like an animal, God forbid. 3. Fear of God comes and approaches a person most of all when he is eating. Accordingly, one must be extremely careful to eat in holiness and to draw upon himself the fear of God that comes to him just then. In this way, he will merit to attain all that was just discussed in paragraphs number 1 and 2. Rabbi Nachman's stories, Trust in God. He walked a while and saw a wealthy man cutting wood. Why are you cutting the wood yourself? asked the fixer. Isn't it beneath your dignity? 
I tried to find someone to cut the wood for me, replied the rich man, but I couldn't find anyone. I had no choice but to cut it myself. Let me, replied the fixer, I will cut the wood for you. He cut the wood, and the rich man gave him a golden. He saw that this was a good way to earn money, so he went to cut more wood, until he had earned six golden. He took the money and bought himself his meal. The meal was a feast, and he was very happy. The king went out again that night, and stood outside the fixer's window to see what had happened. He saw the fixer sitting with food and drink in front of him, very happy. The king came in, and saw the same as the previous time. They then went to sleep as they had done previously, and in the morning the man got up and accompanied the king. letters, year one, letter number 223. With thanks to God, Saturday night, Bamidbar, 5596. My dear beloved son, I received all your letters. At the moment, I have absolutely nothing to inform you. But since the deliverer of this letter came to my house, my love for you compelled me to send some kind of note with him. Thank God we are alive and well. I just this moment finished Havdalah, and the days of Shavuot are rapidly approaching. This will be a new Shavuot for me, unlike any I have had for many years now, because I will be in Nemerov, and we will be too frightened to gather together to say the Akdamot. If our persecutors had only prevented the saying of the Akdamot by our holy group, they would still deserve what is coming to them. Nonetheless, I hope to God that the holiness of Shavuot, the time of the giving of the Torah, will be drawn upon us through God's great love and kindness. You, my dear son, should do as you wish with regard to coming here. I cannot advise you about this matter right now. May God and His compassion make us happy with the joy of the giving of the Torah. May we merit from now on, at least, to prepare ourselves as we should for the festival of Shavuot. In the great merit of the Rebbe, may we be worthy of drawing upon us the holiness of the receiving of the Torah. Let us rejoice and be happy over God's salvation. The words of your father, waiting and bringing himself to joy at all times over the fact that I merited to draw near to and know about our master, teacher, and Rebbe of sainted memory, about a holy and awesome Rebbe such as this, and about Torah teachings such as these, Ashrenu, Happy are we. Nussan's letters, year two. Regards to my friend, the learned esteemed Rabbi Nachum Mendel, and his brother, my friend, the learned Rabbi Shlomo, may their light shine. And to my nephew, my friend, the son of my dear friend, Rabbi Shaya, may his light shine. I have written to you several times to send me money for the printing. I even received an answer that you want to send, but you weren't all together then. Now I'm reminding you again. Arouse your warm hearts and send me some money for the prayers. That way, you will also merit to have a portion in this tremendous mitzvah. You will also receive the prayers in return for your payment. Your eyes will see and your hearts will rejoice. The words of their true friend, Nassan, the same. While writing this letter, I received your letter today with the sum of five rubles from Reb Yeshaya. May his light shine. May God repay his deed. There is nothing for me to add because I already warned you strongly to come immediately to Uman for this coming Erev Rosh Chodesh. Do this without any changes. Even if, God forbid, your father-in-law is delayed and does not come to his house by the time you receive this letter, I call upon you not to wait for him at all. Just hire a carriage immediately and travel to Uman for Erev Rosh Chodesh Nisan without delay. Because it is close to Shabbat, 
it is impossible to continue. Peace and joy and life. Nothing the same. Compiler's note. This letter was sent to one of our comrades. The beginning is missing. I also send you greetings with great love. Before Pesach, I wrote somewhat at length. Afterwards, I received your letter from your in-law, Rabbi Yoel. May his light shine. I was surprised that you hadn't received my letter. I'm even more surprised that I only received one letter from you. Because of this, you missed an opportunity in that I didn't write to you. Also, this winter, I was bedridden in Uman and stayed there more than five weeks. Afterwards, I was in Teravitsa and was traveling for more than seven weeks. I didn't see any letter of yours there. Your father, my friend, was looking forward eagerly to your letter and was disappointed. Actually, in this regard, you are not fulfilling your obligation towards your father at all. Then I arrived home very weak and found your letter at the home of Reb Nassim, son of Reb El, which was written several weeks ago. I didn't know then where you were. I returned home close to Purim and sent you the above-mentioned letter between Purim and Pesach. I still don't know if you received it. I have nothing to add now to that letter. Just carry out what I wrote there and send me what you promised in the letter through the above-mentioned Reb Nassim. Also, try as much as possible to collect from our comrades and especially from my friend Reb Tzvi Bereb M. Breger, and from my friend Reb Lebila Bereb Sh. I am sure that you will do everything you can for my sake in the best possible way. May God, who is good, finish for you for the best. Rabbi Chaim ben Atar, author of Or HaChaim. Rabbi Nachman Kosover, his son, Rav Moshe. Rabbi Dov Ber, the Maggid of Mezrich. Rabbi Gershon Kitiver, Rabbi Wolf Kitsis. Rabbi Yaakov Yosef, Av Beitin of Polnoy, his son Rabbi Shimshon, Rabbi Kapel of the Siddur Kol Yaakov, Rabbi David of Kiliver, Rabbi Chiel of Kiliver, Rabbi Mendel, the Maggid of Bar, Rabbi Nachman Haradinker, Rabbi David Furkis, Rabbi Moshe Kitiver, Rabbi Pinchas, Rabbi Yitzchak of Jerovich, Ben Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Chiel Michal of Zlachov, Rabbi Elazar, Av Beitin of Amsterdam. Rabbi Pinchas, Av Beitin of Frankfurt on Main. His brother, Rabbi Shmelka. Rabbi Shabtai Rashkiver. Rabbi Aaron Karliner. Rabbi Shlomo Karliner. Rabbi Avraham Oppenheim, author of Eshel Avraham. Rabbi Cheskel Landau. Rabbi Baruch Frankel, Av Beitin of Leipnik. Rabbi Elazar Rokeach. Rabbi Yaakov Yalelis. Rabbi Uri Strelisker. Rabbi Yehuda Tzvi of Stratin, Rabbi Avram Yeshua Heschel, the Rav of Apta, his son, Rabbi Yitzchak Meir, Rabbi Yaakov Yosef of Astra, Rabbi Nachum, his son, Rabbi Mordechai of Chernobyl, Rabbi Elimelech, his brother, Rabbi Zusio, Rabbi Leib Hamochiach, Rabbi Yeshaya of Yanov, Rabbi Mendel Vitebsker, Rabbi Lipa Chmelniker, Rabbi Zev of Zitimer, Rabbi Yosef, the Maggid of Astra, Rabbi Chaim Krasner, his son Rabbi Moshe, Rabbi Leib Pistener, Rabbi Lieber of Bredichev, Rabbi Levi Yitzchak, Av Beitin of Bredichev, author of Kedushat Levi, Rabbi Mordechai, the Maggid of Sharagrad, Rabbi Mendel Premishlan's prayers two, prayer number 53, on Lukutim Moharan 2, 60. Guard us and rescue us always from unworthy students. You know that we are flesh and blood and no one knows how to protect and guard himself from such students. 
Have pity on the glory of the Holy Torah, so that it will not come to unworthy students who are unfit to receive it. And have pity and compassion on those unworthy students. Quickly bring them back to you in complete repentance, so that with your compassion they will receive the true pleasantness of the Holy Torah. Reveal the truth to the world. May falsehood have no ability to hide or conceal the truth, heaven forbid. In your compassion, guard and rescue us all of our days, forever, from the punishment of imprisonment and incarceration, heaven forbid, so that we will never be imprisoned or confined. Have compassion on your entire nation, the house of Israel, who have already been imprisoned. Hurry to bring them forth in well-being and comfort. You know their suffering and pain, and the acute pity that they deserve. Bring them out from darkness and the shadow of death. Release the bound. Hashem frees the imprisoned. Tell the imprisoned, go forth, and the darkness, show yourself. Give us our income with great generosity for a good life and peace, so that we will truly be in accordance with your goodwill all the days of our lives forever. May the pleasantness of Hashem our God be upon us. May He establish the work of our hands for us, and may He establish the work of our hands. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing before you, Hashem, my rock and my redeemer. Hashem, may my prayer come before you at a time of favor. God, in your vast kindness, answer me in the truth of your salvation. Hashem will give might to His nation. Hashem will bless His nation with peace. Blessed is Hashem forever. Amen and Amen. Prayer number 54 on Likutei Mohran 2, 66. Compassionate God, gracious God, that is your name, and your name is called upon us. Hashem, act for the sake of your name. If our sins have testified against us, Hashem, act for the sake of your name. For the sake of your name, Hashem, forgive our sinfulness, for it is great. May Hashem answer us on a day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob elevate us. Do not let the poor turn back in disgrace. May the poor and needy praise your name. Not to us, Hashem, not to us, but give honor to your name, for your kindness, for your truthfulness. For the sake of your name, Hashem, give me life. In your righteousness, take my soul out of trouble. Hashem, your name is forever. Hashem, your remembrance is for generations. Gaze and see whom you have treated so. Please see our impoverishment and battle on our behalf because troubles have surrounded us collectively and individually. We are so very far from you, as everyone knows in his soul. In the midst of this, such harsh and bitter decrees have been promulgated against us that it is impossible to bear them, and we do not have the merit or good deeds with which to appease you. Because of our many sins, our power has diminished so far that we cannot even cry out or call to you properly. How will we appease our master, our king? Therefore, at present, we cannot open our mouths, and we have no way to come to you. We have no support or haven but your name alone. We come before you in your name, Hashem our God and God of our fathers. In your great compassion, you placed your name upon us from the days of our forefathers. Please act for the sake of your great name that is partnered with our name, and for the sake of the names of all of the true tzaddikim who are one with your name. Have pity, mercy, and compassion on us. Soften, 
lighten and nullify all judgments and decrees against us and against your nation, the house of Israel, in particular, the harsh and bitter decree that was recently passed. Have compassion on us for the sake of your name. Remove that decree and eradicate it quickly, because there is no one to stand up on our behalf. Your great name will stand on our behalf at a time of trouble. You have revealed to us that you do not desire to kill or punish us, heaven forbid. For in all of their suffering he suffers, and punishment for the righteous man is not good. Your name is partnered with us. All punishments, heaven forbid, touch upon you, as it were, and upon the true tzaddikim. In particular, this harsh and bitter decree that fundamentally threatens our holy religion. The complaint and hatred of its creators are not against us, but against you and your holy, pure, and perfect Torah. Have compassion, have compassion, you who are filled with compassion, for your name is called upon us. Do not cast us aside. In your compassion, be moved on our behalf at this time of trouble. Rescue us from the hand of our enemy, and we will serve you.